0: You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash film school. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Spanning more than 20 years... Narakun, The Betrayal, is a remarkable collaboration between Ellen Curris, famed cinematographer for such directors as Martin Scorsese and Spike Lee, and our guest today, Laotian-American activist Tavisuk Prasavath. Narakun, The Betrayal, is an epic story of Prasavath's family which was forced to immigrate from Laos after the chaos of the secret air war waged by the U.S. during the Vietnam War. Narakun, the Betrayal will begin screening at the Lemley Music Hall Theater beginning Friday, January 16th. It is on the Academy Awards shortlist for Best Documentary Feature. Pavisuk Prasafath, welcome to Film School.
1: Thank you very much. Thank it's, you for having me. Well,
0: <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to have you here. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, now, you're in New York today?
1: Yes, I'm in New York right now. Well, are, are you...
0: Are you busy on another project?
1: I'm uh, editing my uh, uh, best friend's film right now. We uh, our second film together. I'm uh, doing, you know, his editing. Uh-huh. I'm the editor for this project. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we did The Golden Venture together. It was narrated by um, Kim Robin, and now we're doing the, uh, another film together with the, called The Mystic Violin in America, mm-hmm. and his name is uh, Peter Cohns one of my good friends and great directors and I'm sure many of you have already seen the film called uh, Drone some year ago (laughs) yes Yes. very Very good
0: good. now uh, do you enjoy the editing process you're there right now is this a a good thing for you
1: I think to me you know because in my future we're looking forward to do more directing and I believe that be a great director, so you have to be a good editor first, you know, mm-hmm. if you understand the process of the editing. And because, you know, as we all know in film school, more or less, that um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of documentary film, as we know, that is paramount the process, uh, or you can call the films made it in the editing room. Yes. So um, so to me, you know, uh, working in documentary film editing, you know, is very going to shape my future, more or less, and i like to do more for the challenge. And I really recommend anybody who, uh, you know, going to do their own film, you know, even before you're going to go shooting or writing, if you understand the editing process of it, I think it's going to be a plus to, uh, to the film process.
0: Okay. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, what would you say would be the most important thing of, of editing that, you, that you've learned so far? Is there, is there one golden rule that you follow?
1: um in my uh what I have discovered is my personal uh experience you know i've been editing the film for many years uh-huh. uh i think the um number one we have to uh be very respectful to the material that we have sometimes uh, we as an editor you know we we're not edit the film we're sculpting the film as a sculptor you know we have to respect of what material that we have yes. in front of us. Uh-huh. And we have to treat each individual, even each shot, you know, in the film, we have to treat it with great respect. We have to think, you know, more than three times before we can add it in one frame. And uh, as, a, as a editor, you know, I think it's a great responsibility. You know, like the uh, the directors, you know, like they were looking to a scene, as a whole scene, if it's work or not. But as an editor, you're looking at each frame, if it's working it or not you know like exactly yes. with, with frames when you cut in or out you know those very very detail oriented so to me um, um, you know as a editor you know being an editor it's the great thing about it is like you're able to you know learn how to build the emotions you know and yes. also able to utilize the images to juxtapose into other images or the music or between scenes you know that able to create sort of Visions and also emotions and also a uh, different way of understanding one thing. Yes. You know, I mean, you can cut one scene of three different ways and you can have three different feeling and understand three different things yeah. of one thing. So
0: yes, we're speaking oh,
1: that, that I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: We're speaking with Tavisuk Prasavath. The film is Narakun, the betrayal, and. Speaking of sculpting the film, how how much sculpting did you do on on the betrayal? How how uh, how much footage did you have when you when uh, you and Ellen began the uh, editing process?
1: Well, um, you know, as a as a you know, Ellen again, you know, she's the most amazing person I ever come across in my life, and she's an incredible cinematographer and incredible you know in every way or form, and. We you know Ellen shot hundred and twenty hour of footage and then we scaled down to about sixty five hours to work you know from and then to be able to cut the sixty five hour to uh you know ninety seven minutes <laughs> and that was quite a challenge, especially you know working with the Ellen material because Ellen is such incredible incredible photographer i mean such a beautiful, beautiful in every shot that she made it he just is out of this world all. That. Yeah. And it's almost impossible for me, you know, to just like, oh, where can I cut in or where can I cut out, you know? And also based on the principle of Ellen as a cinematographer, you know, her principle is that uh, every shot had the beginning and ending. It's almost like every shot, what she did is tell the whole complete story. Now, you know, as for us, you know, for me as an editor, how can I able to utilize, and at some sometimes, you know, the shot's gone, going on for too long, and then, you know, how can I, you know, how can I deal with that? It's always a, a, my, you know, uh, uh, bucklings that I have to really think carefully, like, you know, a lot of times that the people, you know, as an editor, like you probably learned in school, that they like to juxtapose two images together, that to able to create a meaning for that one Yes. So instead of doing that because of the, uh, the you know, it made me believe that, you know, the picture word a thousand words, then is prove it, that mm-hmm. it's true in this uh, way of Alan's shoot the film. Oh, yeah. So in, instead of cutting, you know, I just let many scenes, as you can see, that's why it's so beautiful, and I just can't cut it, just have to let it roll. Mm-hmm. But I just lay out the story, that complete story with the complete shot. And then instead of juxtapose images, we juxtapose uh, uh, images with the story and create an emotion out of it, and also an experience so when the audience looking at a film, so if they're very carefully understanding the meaning of the images, and some a little bit of guideline of the voiceover or narration, and the rest is all picture work within itself. And then it allowed the audience to experience the beauties and also the emotions, and also create their own imagination, and also think for themselves and make their own conclusion about what these thing's about more or less.
2: T- Tavi, I want to I want to go back to the beginning because this is a this film, uh, <laughs> Nereku, uh the portrayal. Yes. Uh, it was a a long uh, process, as uh, my understanding, twenty three years in the making. Um, How did you meet Ellen? What was the sort of circumstances that brought you together? And then uh, when did you decide that you wanted to collaborate on this film? And then I want to get into the story itself because it's a remarkable story.
1: Okay. Um, Back in 1984, uh, two years after I arrived in in the United States, I was sort of very devastated. You know, it was the most devastating moment for us as being a refugee being put in a place we don't. Where the place where we don't speak the language, we don't know where to go. And after we arrived, our sponsor gave us, you know, $40 of food stamp, and then put us on the welfare, and then we we're on our own.
2: Now, well, well, well Tommy, you came here because. I, I think that's important. You, oh, you arrived okay. in this country because.
1: The reason I came here uh, is because my father was working for the U.S. CIA. Uh, he was part of the uh, they call you know the uh, guerrilla unit that's been invented by the uh, the US CIA because during the Vietnam War the United States was not allowed to be part of or or can't be in Laos uh, because of Laos a neutral country but the North Vietnamese were using Laos territory which we know today as a Ho Chi Minh Trail the place where they supply all the weapons and and uh, you know. And the military uh, material to fight wars in South Vietnam. So because of because of the Laos border with Vietnam, that's why they have to uh, incorporate it, Laos into the secret air war. Yeah. And because my father was one of those people who been, you know, uh, recruited to be part of this called uh, STU, who very much like a, a hunting dog for the American who guarding the border, uh, who guarding the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Yeah. So the American can do all this secret bombing, you know. That's yes. why up to this very day, as we know, that Laos the most bombing country in the world. Yeah, and even up to now, almost thirty years later, and our government still not admitted that ever been there's be a war in Laos. The,
2: the, the, the statistics are stunning. I, pardon me for interrupting here. The statistics, uh, the, the bombs that were dropped in, on your country of Laos during this period of time where over 3 million tonn- tons of bombs were more than the U.S. combined total for World War I and World War II on a yeah. country that's about the size of Arkansas in our, as a relation to our country. It, were over 260 million anti-personnel bombs were dropped inside this small country the size of Arkansas. And mm-hmm. the untold death and destruction that this uh, brought on your country – is remarkable on a scale to which I don't know that we have any real
1: comprehension of. Yeah.
2: Am, is a, am I characterizing this correctly?
1: Uh, yes, you are very correct right on the money. <laughs> yes. uh. And again, you know, um, that is uh, the facts. And, and, but, the, but the crazy thing about this thing is that after all of these years, you know, the U.S. government still not do anything about it you know, except a couple of the uh, al uh you know, organizations like um, like the Legacy of War, who were, you know, the organizations were running by uh, a good friend of mine who were out there to really educate the American public about this whole event. And you guys can check it out. It's called the Legacy of War. Um, mm-hmm. You can Google them. And because of this... A uh, crazy, you know, uh, uh, thing that's happening. But unfortunately, when we were, came to America, nobody really even know uh, what is the reason that why the Lao are coming to the United States. You know, and and the reason that to me, when I met Ellen and also when Ellen told me that she wanted to make a film about Laos, and to me, it is an it is a great opportunity to able to. Uh, uh not only just to able to work in a film, but also to be able to tell the story that never been told before and um so let's go back to the part how I met Ellen, Yeah, yeah. two years after I got to the state, and then I met her, and then we clicked immediately, so we became friends and i I you know the reason that she wanted to meet because it's, she was looking for the Laos and teachers because Ellen oh I have thing in mind is I want to make a film about the lowland Lao. And then she's already in the process of making it already, you know, before she even met me. But that's in Rochester, New York. It's like uh, four hours away from New York City. And then when she come back to live in New York City and she will, you know, put the word out into our community. So that's when I got the message. I was like, who is this woman? What does he want? You know, uh, it can be real. When I'm walking around Brooklyn, when I tell them I came from Laos and nobody don't even know where Laos is. After that, many times, I have to make a funny story. Like, didn't you guys know that Laos is a country next to Canada?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, as a reference to, like, I can't pass to be, uh, you know, like, Eskimo. Yeah. So, <laughs> three days later, the same guy that you met at the same street, they came back, like, I can't find your country, as if you will <laughs> never find it because it's too small. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Wow. So, and when now, Ellen calls like, mm, yeah.
0: Is that above the Arctic Circle? Is, is it <laughs> exactly.
1: <Yeah. laughs> so that's why when Ellen Kuro's call, and they say like, who the hell is this woman? You know, like, why? I mean, and then when I talk to her, Ellen, are you sure the name of the country is spelled L-A-O-S? Just what you're looking for? You said, yes, 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 yes. And then yeah. I came here. I was like, wow. You know, and then we became friends. I came to teach her, you know, and to learn how to speak loud. And since then, we become friends and we end up stay up all day, all night, just talking about philosophy, talking about all every other thing we can talk talking about. And again, you know, since that moment, we begin to have uh, this uh, intellectual and spiritual bond. As you can see in this film, you know, the powerful thing about this film is that it's because two people from two extreme cultures and extreme different in, in history in, in history, you know, we both came from different jungles. And when we met and we're using, uh, 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 you know, the philosophy of humanity and the, the story of the universe, you know, like how the world began, how the philosophy of the people, of where, understanding where they came from.
2: So at what point in your in this relationship that you developed with Ellen Curris, the co-director of uh, The Betrayal, um, did you decide that you wanted to collaborate? Did you tell her about your family right away and your story, your family, and then in, in this process, did you say, hey, let's make this film together, or did she suggest it to you? How did that go? Uh,
1: after after we became a friend for maybe two and a half years later, or I would not say more about three years, I'm already in the process of helping her to do her other film. So, and then, you know, and then, unfortunately, one of the main characters of that Film that she wanted to make, and she just like one day is, "I don't want to be in your film anymore because of whatever the reason is." it's just like, "I don't want to be part of this thing." You know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm kind of shy away from being in front of camera all the time in front of her friends. And then we, you know, and Ellen stopped. And Ellen and I would stop me, but I'm still ca- uh, carry on teaching her how to speak loud. Maybe a year after that, and Ellen said, "Like Tommy, but you never really tell me your whole story yet." And if I ever know it's going to be twenty-three years, <laughs> I probably would never tell her. <laughs> <what> he <laughs> <laughs> but the greatest thing that I ever told her is that we made an incredible film together. You know, I begin to tell her the story about my family, what my father is, what do I know about him, little as I, I know about my father. So I I told her, and then you know, and after that, and I just realized that you know, I became the subject of the film, and then I didn't become uh you know a uh, uh, co directors or filmmaker right away you know I was just a subject of the film and helping Ellen to do like from translating the manuscript you know or translating the uh live interviews and also you know uh, advisor in terms of culturals and religion based on what I know and you know and and after that we begin to uh writing together particularly about this thing because you know we have those early conversations that we have. You know, that every time when we talk over the night and then when recording the conversation, and we discuss about the philosophy of life, you know, what do I believe, what do I see, how I see the world based on what my upbringing was. And so we begin to go back and utilizing that as part of our structure. Basically, it became a script for the movie. Mm-hmm. That's based on that, you know, early on, at the very, very beginning of time, you know, it's about a biblical court story, basically. The biblical court story in the film, I just can see, is toward the very end. Yes. Like, one of the things that also very inspiring us, you know, about, you know, how can we tell a story, you know, of a war, of a people, but we want to go back further in humanity, you know, into belief. How can we interject on all of these, like, faith, belief, religion, cultures, politics, and, and, and humanity all into one piece? So, out of all of those things that we discovered, you know, the local Court story was one other thing that really inspired me and Ellen, you know. Yeah. And then, in the process of the making, and we never find a place for it. You know, we keep putting it in and, out, in and out of the film. You know, we just, the thing that set up the, the 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 film, but we don't have a place for it. And that was always, like, you know, a, a puzzle for us. And mm-hmm. then, at the very end of the process, like, okay, well, this way it's go. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you know that's and then maybe I think about eight years later, after that process of learning, you know, I be, I begin to helping out the the editor who come in. I watching what they did. You know, after they left, you know, many of them came. They don't quite understanding the complexity of this kind of film that we want to make. And then you know, and then I always been corroborated more or less. You know, but then not was not officially thinking that I can be a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned and growing, you know, pretty much like growing up in the editing room with with Ellen's, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and watching other people, great master who came in try to sculpt the film. And uh, until like maybe, yeah, about, you know, almost 10 years and then I, one day, you know, Ellen just like, you know, hey, your contribution is, you know, and then what do we do is we very much corroborate her. So Mm -hmm. maybe... You know, if you want to, you know, sit on my uh, next to my next to me to be my co-directors, and then you know, and then that's when I begin to carry on. You know, I was first came in as a uh, more or less, you know, a, a co-writer writing together, and then uh, more like co-directors, and then even though at the at the same time I want to get the process going because it's some period of time and Ellen. Having on the major major Hollywood movie doesn't have to shoot. Have to be away for like six to seven months. Well. So someone had to be back at home and carry on, you know, working on the on the on the project. So I wouldn't do that. So that's when I I you know working with different editors. sometime. from what I remember, I think it's nineteen nineteen ninety seven when we begin to assembling the film together. Mm-hmm. And because this film, you have to understand that, you know, we added as we go along in for many, many years. Yeah. You know, we're cutting, we're shooting, we're cutting, we're shooting, just keep going on and on and on. And uh, I think back in 1997 just when one of the editors just left the editing room. And then I call Alan because Alan was shooting a Pepsi commercial, the new generation back in Los Angeles. <laughs> and I said, Al, what can I do? So I don't know, and they said, "All right, you know." And then I have a chance to go and ask one of my, who now become my great friend, who's my great teachers. Uh, his name is Benny Mutong, who's mm-hmm. a great, you know, sound engineer who was working at ISIS Film at a time. And I said, "Benny, can you just show me how to, you know, uh, using this uh, Division Pro two point two? You probably never heard of that." Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. It's, this 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 before Final Cut Pro. So and he said, "Yeah, you know." <laughs> he showed me around, and and it's like you know. And I said, hey, you know, this film is a lot about, uh, based on Tavi, me, you know, uh, memory. So I said, maybe I can try to, uh, you know, create some sort of montage and put things together. And then maybe, you know, who else can we see closer to the first, you know, person of what that first first person memory is? Just when I begin to uh, build, you know, a little scene here and there. And when Ellen came back from Los Angeles, I said, oh, you know, I have nothing to do here. Uh, this is what I did and I was like, Oh, that's very cool. I like that mm-hmm. jump cut. Mm-hmm. At a time I don't even know what jump cut is and then I asked, like, oh, Al, yeah. what jump cut? But, uh she so looked at me like, and said, Oh 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 never mind, you don't have to know about it. don't worry, just just keep doing whatever you do. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Well I... And since then, you know, and I basically become an editor. I I learned and then you know, during the process of editing this film when we stop I end up going and edit other people's films. I've nice. you know, I mean a number of uh, short and uh, feature documentaries, as well as a dramatic film, you know, but all independent film
2: yeah well i we're unfortunately running very low short on time here and i I just want to get to uh, as we as we wind down here get to the uh, to this, this remarkable story of your family and how long it took to make this film in the sense that Well, hey, let's, let's
0: g- cut to the chase here there there's a re- reunion uh at, at the end of the film. I I'm just curious uh was, was that your first time back to Laos?
1: Yes, the uh wow. that's my first time back to Laos wow. to looking for my two sisters that Yes. you know where my mom left behind.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible. That, that the whole journey journey of your mother leaving the country, uh the separation of your family. Uh, you know your you, the the plight that was created because of uh, of your father's uh, association with the CIA. It's it's just an amazing journey that you took, uh, Tavi. And uh, again, the film is uh, the betrayal. Our guest has been Tavi Suk Prasavath. Thanks so much for being here today on Film School.
1: And I'd like to say thank you, KUCI eighty eight point nine FM. And thank you so much. You guys did a great job, and we really appreciated you being here for our community. Thank you so much, and and keep going. All right, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at kuci.org slash film school.